The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Well, let's move over then to this story. The World Health Organization's Director General, Dr. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, has expressed hope that the acute phase of the COVID-19 pandemic will end this year. Well, let's get the latest in terms of the site visit and the impact uh, this is for the continent's mission to become self-reliant in its fight against COVID-19. We're joined by WHO Chief Scientist, Dr. Sumya. Swaminathan. Dr. Swaminathan, good morning to you and thanks for your time today. Good morning. Very nice to be with you. Let me also welcome Dr. Mbonini Mofe, who is the Deputy Director General for Technology Innovation. Dr. Mofe, good morning. Good morning, Kathy, to your listeners as well as to uh, Dr. Somia there. Good morning, Dr. Somia. Let me perhaps begin with you, uh, Dr. Swaminathan, and uh, begin just with the overall impressions following uh, the site visit about where the continent is in the fight against COVID-19. And if, in fact, you know, we have progressed to a level that is satisfactory, should there be any reason for concern in in the future when it comes to potential uh, future waves of this pandemic? Yes, thank you very much for that question. It's really important. I think what we have uh, seen is that in responding to the pandemic, that no country um, was really equipped to meet with the challenges in terms of surveillance capacities, in terms of rapid sharing of data, in terms of uh, actual um, public health system capacities to you know, test, trace, and treat um, isolation, and so on, you know, and there were very extreme public health measures that were used because, you know, the world did not have experience of uh, this type of a pandemic. But today, you know, two years down the line, we're in a different situation than we were in at the beginning of the pandemic, very different, I would say. We understand much more about this virus and how it behaves. We're able to track variants, and thanks to South African scientists and capacity and also their willingness to share the data. We heard about the Omicron variant very soon after it was observed. And so this type of uh, tracking uh, is also becoming very important. And most importantly, we have the tools. We have diagnostic tests. We have very good vaccines. And we now have a number of treatments also becoming available. So we do have many more tools than we had. Um, the issue really is, again, the equitable distribution of these tools. People everywhere in all countries do not have uh, equal access. This is a, has been a global problem that WHO has been highlighting from the beginning, that we need not just the science to find the solutions, but also solidarity, global solidarity, to, to be able to share those tools. Um, so if we do that, and if we're able to scale up vaccination coverage across Africa, particularly across Africa, Mm. Uh, you know, we have a goal of 70% uh, by the middle of this year, 70% of the population of each country. If we can get around there, then I think we can begin to see the end of the acute phase of the pandemic because people will no longer 
be getting very sick and dying from this infection. Mm. And of course, that statement uh, which you are emphasizing now about the the pandemic, at least the acute phase becoming endemic by the end of the year, rests very much on the rate at which we're able to vaccinate people. What happens if we do not reach those vaccination targets? Well, the reason we say we can come out of the acute phase is that we want to give people the immunity um, to be able to fight the infection. As you know, the infection isn't going to disappear anytime soon. It's going to be around. But the difference now in countries that have highly vaccinated populations is that the hospitals are no longer filling up with very sick people. And we're no longer seeing the kind of deaths we saw, the high death rates in 2020 and 21. So if we do not achieve that across the world, what will happen is that the virus will continue to cause havoc in some parts of the world. Uh, People will continue to be getting sick. Health systems will be under pressure. And most importantly, the virus will continue to have an opportunity to mutate and change as it infects one person to another and new variants are likely to emerge. We cannot predict what properties the next variant will have. And I know I have to let you go soon, so let me end it off with you with this question on the issue of vaccines. Are we at a point now where you believe we have been able to overcome the challenge when it comes to access for vaccines for the majority of countries on the continent? Yes, we are in a much better position now. As you know, COVAX, which was set up for the global as a global mechanism to procure and distribute vaccines, has delivered over 1 billion doses now just to low- and middle-income countries. Um, And we have um, steady supplies now that we did not, you know, we struggled in 2021 with the supplies being diverted to high-income countries. But now COVAX does have a visibility on supplies, and we expect to be able to meet the demands of all countries in the coming months. So the challenge is going to be, you know, at the country level, really to be able to scale up those vaccination campaigns to, for the health system to be able to deliver, you know, very a large number of vaccines every day and for people to be willing and accept uh, those vaccines. Uh, for the longer term, of course, we, uh, we realize that we need more distributed manufacturing to avoid a repetition of what happened in 21 where there was a shortage in one part of the world and, you know, abundant supplies in other parts of the world And that's why we worked with the South African government to set up this mRNA technology transfer hub Mm -hmm. that will hopefully develop and then be able to distribute that technology to parts of the world which currently do not have a lot of manufacturing so that the next time around, it may help for this pandemic, but certainly for future pandemics and for other health problems that Africa faces, um, you know, bringing technology, bringing local manufacturing is the long-term solution. Dr. Sumaya Swaminathan is the chief scientist at the World Health Organization. Let me thank you for your time today on the talking point. Uh, Dr. Mufe, let me come to you and talk then about this collaboration uh, when it comes to increasing the manufacturing capacity of the continent. And it looks like South Africa is going to play a critical role in that. Yes, you are, you are right, Katie. We are playing a critical role, not only for African continent, uh, we are going to be training other manufacturers from low- and middle-income countries. So it is not just to the African continent. 
the applications have been received already, and I think in the next week or so, there will be an announcement of who are lined up uh, to come to be trained here in South Africa to build their own manufacturing capability. So it is indeed uh, a very uh, crucial responsibility that we have as South Africa. And when it comes to the ability to keep up with what else is happening in the rest of the world because again there's been you know the ongoing the ongoing debate around the sharing of information we had of course the application through the trips waiver over what should be shared what shouldn't be shared i mean are we at the point now where those initial hurdles and and some of them remained uh, literally till the end of last year where those are beginning uh, to open up and access particularly to the technology to the know-how is becoming easier so there 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 are some some areas where things are opening up but there are others that I think uh, we probably will see what the uh, negotiations on the waiver will do but at this point in time you probably would be aware that we have been able to successfully uh, backward integrate um, or, or, or engineer one of the vaccines. And, and we've just been using it on the basis of the information that's available. If we were to get that cooperation that would provide the data and information easily to us, our process of manufacturing locally would probably be much, much quicker. Uh, because on, now we're looking at having a product that will be able to go through clinical trials at the end of the year. And um, if we were to really get that level of cooperation, it would be much, much shorter. But uh, we are just using now the uh, expertise of our scientists and available information uh, to try and do what we can at the point in time. Dr. Mboneni Mofe, let me thank you so much for your time today. He's the Deputy Director General for Technology Innovation. Well, still ahead on the talking point, coming up in the final hour of the show, we're talking about World Radio Day. It was World Radio Day yesterday. We commemorate, of course, the day and also talk about the future of radio with a panel of uh, guests that will be joining me after the 11 o'clock news update. So do stay tuned to that conversation. And for now, uh, let's take a couple of WhatsApp voice notes and then Anne Musa will bring the latest 11 o'clock update.